Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Managing Madrid podcast. This is the Castilla Corner. Back, finally, to uh, go through quite a few games since the last uh, episode when we spoke. My name is Ruben, and uh, as always, I'm here with Ridium. Hello, Ridium. Hello, hello. And uh, oh, Sam bad. is here as well. So, yeah. Yes. Nice to have you on uh, as well, Sam. Nice to have you both on. Um, Sam's a guest now. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> We, uh, but the, the guest will probably have some uh, some good stories though because we actually have uh, one of us has actually been to a Castilla game, um, <laughs> which is uh, pretty cool. And um, the um, I guess the the best game to be on. Um, well, do you want to start by talking about your Madrid trip, Sam? What yeah, game absolutely. Do you, um, do you go to? I mean, it's a trip full of hot takes. I actually went to. Um, four or five games in Madrid. We went to Rio Vicano, we went to Getafe. Um, we obviously watched the first team and and the hardest game of all to get to, um, and it always is the case, was the Castilla Atletico Madrid mini derby game. Um and luckily Ruben came in clutch, but for a while I was speaking to people from the club that I knew and they're saying, Man, it's impossible. Uh one <laughs> literally branded it impossible to get to. And in the end, I could have really? probably got four four or five tickets and I had to say no to people because Ruben Luckily for the Norwegian Pena managed to yeah produce the goods. Um but yeah, we we um we rocked up and it's been a long time since I've been in Madrid. The last time I was there was with Ruben. Yeah. Met Chris there, met Kean there, loads of the manager Madrid crew were there for a podcast. twenty nineteen, um, no? That was twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um, which was it's crazy to think about the way the world's mm. changed and how quickly that that time has gone. Um, but yeah, no, everything's pretty much similar uh, and the way it works in Real Madrid City. Uh, we rocked up. It was obviously the mini derby, so the crowd was actually pretty full. They opened both stands up, which is quite rare for Castilla these days. Um, and the game was fun. The game was a lot of fun, but it just produced a load of hot takes for me because obviously I don't, with the way that the league is kind of televised these days, I don't catch every single game. Um, mm. In fact, I catch fewer games than I do catch more. So um, it was good to see some players some of the opinions I had in my head from, from obviously games I've watched months prior got changed massively. And then um, uh, obviously the game finished two, two, and it was a bit of a scrap, but for the most part, Castilla, I think we're in control. They had some really kind of um, shaky areas and Lucas um, Canazares in goal, I think should be a talking point because um, yeah. yeah, another mistake, which led to mm. two points dropped. Um, and that was after a massive mistake was publicized. I was asked to write an article for Manny Madrid about that one because that actually lost them the game. The, his dad was there watching that and he was yeah. quoted saying um, that it was a little bit embarrassing in the, in the stands to see. But um, at the time, his dad said it was it was pretty out of the blue and out of the ordinary. He has looked shaky since then, however. Mm. Yeah, because it's uh, kind of surprised that uh, Kanyasaris now is uh, has been mm. chosen in goal. And uh, I thought in the beginning of the season that it was Mario De Luis just being out injured because he was uh, pretty good in the last season. And uh, yeah. there's nothing for me that, you know, 
uh, he didn't show anything that um, I thought would uh, would mean that he would get to the bench. But uh, somehow Canisares is now starting every game and. Yes, looking kind of shaky. I agree. Um, <laughs> Radium, have you seen? Uh, you know, he's made some some big mistakes, and uh, we were pretty, as I said, we were pretty impressed by Mario De Luis last season. So, what do you think about this decision from Raúl? Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched every single game, obviously, but Canisares hasn't really impressed me that much. Mario De Luis at the start didn't impress me that much, but he, like, I just like when I. Like, you know, when I saw him regularly, I was like, you know what? He's actually very good. He's decent. He's a good keeper. I was expecting him to start when he when he got fit again, but I guess it's not happening. I'm mm. just surprised because kind of I'm I've never like he has made a few mistakes. I don't think Mario Luis made that many mistakes in that in the last season entirely. And that's yeah. just Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, it's weird, but uh, seems like Raúl has has just made his decision. I guess uh, Kanisaros is pretty good with his feet, but uh, I I didn't really see that many mistakes from Mario De Luis either in mm-hmm. in that case. But um, yeah, um, as you said, Sam, I also noticed that uh, his father Santi Kanisaros was uh, sitting in the stands, and he's pretty <laughs> he's probably looking down with games now and. Um, I, I've just been thinking lately about how many people who get inside deals in football and whether hmm. you are right. Um, I mean, he doesn't have much pulling power in a way because he's not exactly a club legend, but it's yeah, not a small a name either. I hmm. mean, he was he was a mainstay in top flight football. He played for Spain, um, so in terms of punching power, he he would have more than maybe the other goalkeepers or maybe some of the other players at the club. Because interestingly, the next day we went to watch um, Real Madrid Real Sociedad and. You get to see Canizares come out straight away and warm up there as well. So you yeah. know the opportunities afforded to to some players are incredible. Um, Not the first time we've seen uh, ex uh, players' uh, sons <laughs> getting uh, opportunities. Wow. Talking of the hot takes were, and I know that <laughs> Ridgem doesn't particularly like theirs as an. Um, but I thought in that game especially he was awesome. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah. I thought he was man of the match. Um, I don't know if you saw any of the highlights, but his pass for the first goal. Um, it was like a diag pass. It had so much power and whip on it, and it went straight to the feet of the winger, who then obviously crossed it in for um, Nico Pasta scored a header. But yeah, he just dictated play so well to the point where I, other than um, I think we said in the chat the Enzo Dedan performance against um, who would it have been uh, Leonesa, where he mm, scored a yeah. bow. That was great. But other than that, I can't pick out a performance from a Zidane's offspring that that would have topped <laughs> that. Um, and obviously Zidane not anything there. from Enzo not anything from Luca Zidane. Luca actually, I gave him some man of the matches. I looked at my stats for the seasons the other day, and he had like two or three man of the match awards. But God, when he was bad, he was. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's the worst one out of all of them by miles. Even though he plays, I'm pretty sure he plays higher than Enzo at the moment. If he plays at all, I I, I couldn't tell you. But yeah, um, Teo, really, really impressive, really impressive. And he has been starting. I'm looking at the starting lineups. I think he has started every game except one. So he's another one he's just nailed in Raul's lineup. And um, when we're going to talk about the, the struggles of the team, because, you know, we, we waited a pretty long time to say that Castilla are currently 14th in the table and they are just above the relegation zone, actually. Um, so from 16th and below, you will get relegated and Castilla are number 14. Um, yeah, just uh, a lot of poor games. And um, I I just want to hear with you, what do you think is the reason for the team's struggles? Um, is there anything in particular which uh, stands out for you? Um, obviously, the summer recruitment is number one. All the players that went out, some of them bought for millions, um, mm. but nothing was reinvested in terms of players signed. And, and there's always one or two players that play a massive part. They're brought in from the second division or abroad or, or whatnot. Um, mm. There is none of that this year. For the first time, I'm pretty sure we we found a stat that that's the first time maybe in 20, 25 plus years that Castilla is not 20 bought. or 30 years, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and it shows at the moment because it's an inexperienced squad. There are some good performers and there's been some good performances and Nico Paz statistically has stepped up. Um, but yeah, yeah th- there's just a severe lack of experience. It seems like for Raul, it may have gone a little bit stale. There was rumours that he would leave 
it's not even mid-season, but there's, there's rumours that he was going to leave already when Villarreal, obviously, were looking for a mm. manager. There was rumours throughout the summer that he was going to leave to top-flight teams. So it's just a little bit of a weird time for Castilla, where I think they thought they were going to get promoted last year. That didn't happen, and there hasn't really been much of a plan B around that. Yeah, you mentioned yeah. a few things there, and one of them is, uh, yeah, about Raul. Me and Ridium have had a few discussions about future Real Madrid managers, but not only about the future of Real Madrid, you know, the club, but also about Raul's future. And Ridium has always said that, you know, Raul is staying too long. He's going to hurt his chances. And I've been more like, nah, he's he's a coach. He's not going to make that much of a difference. But looking at it now, um, it's his fifth season, row, No? Ugh, and um, yeah. And they are if if this is how it's gonna be, they're gonna be just about the relegation zone and finish there towards the end of the season. Well, that doesn't look great. And mm-hmm. um, as you said, could it be that things are going a bit stale? Um, even the best managers struggle after a while of uh, being at the same place too long. Very few managers in modern football stay at one club for more than yeah. three years, and that's like a man and men's club as well, where. Mm things aren't supposed to change once every two years. Um, the recycling that happens at teams like Castilla is mental because the players come in at 18, they leave at 21, 22, and normally the managers do the the same thing. But yeah, five years at Castilla is, is crazy when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. So is, uh, is this going to be a problem? Um, well, I saw the report the other day, I don't know if you caught it, that um, suggested Xabi Alonso has taken a, a big lead in terms of that personal race for maybe the Real Madrid mm. first team hot seat. I don't know if it will be a problem, um, but it just depends. Maybe he stays a six season. Who knows? At some point, he does have to uh, progress. He has to. Yeah. If, um, Radium, what do you think? Like, I'm just confused. If Xavi Alonso does come in and he still stays as a casino yeah, manager, manager yeah. <laughs> what would be the point? Why? Well, maybe he what thinks... Can you... If Shabby Shabby gets it wrong, gets, gets an early sack. Shabby's not going to get it wrong, man. Well, you on. never know. That's in Raul's head. Uh, Bro, Raul, is taking a risk. I don't know. Yeah, you it's never know. Big, like, it's, a, it's just like staying at Castilla for this long. I mean, mm. I've said it a billion times by now. It's just not, it's not a good look. No. And yeah, I mean... Judging by the fact that they're 14th in the table, it's a bit too early to say it. But like, if they stay the way they are right now, I mean, it's going to hurt his chances in the future as well. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They've, they have quality, but yeah, as I say, that experience and that lack of experience uh, in particular is. It's is... also, it's also the chemistry. I'm sorry to cut you off, by the way. Yeah, no, no, Carol. Because um, um, you think about it, you take out the leaders of the team. You take out Rafa Marin, you take out Carlos mm. Otor, you take out um, mm-hmm. Arribas, obviously. You take out so many good players in the squad and then you just put in very young, like talented teenagers, but yet very young players. You just put them in and you can't really expect them to make it work in like six eight games. Obviously, this is like still bad. 14th in the table is not good. Mm-hmm. But I think it's it's obviously a process, and I think it's gonna take us it's gonna take them some time to gain momentum and you know just learn how how everyone else plays and it's yeah it's just a different team and you obviously they didn't sign any players from overseas or anything like that so mm-hmm. yeah it's um it's gonna be a tough season it's gonna be a really tough season yeah right, and the group me... is really tough as well. Let me give you, because we're talking about the, the age of the team, let me give you the 11 players with the most minutes so far. And just I will just give you the, the numbers when it comes to age. All right? So on top, Lucas Canizares is 21. Okay. Then I will, I will just give the numbers, okay? 19, 19, 19, 21, <laughs> 19, 20, 19, 18, 1920. So these these are pretty young. I mean, it's almost an under 19 team with a couple of additions from yeah. from uh, yeah. Could you even call them senior players? The most senior <laughs> players are you know regulars are Lucas Canizares and it's Theo Sedan, mm. but the other ones you know Manuel Angel, Vinicius Tobias, Gonzalo Garcia, Nico Paz, Raúl Asensio coming from Real Madrid C. Edgar Pujol, uh, Cesar Palacios, Rafael Obrador, and Marvel. So 
these are the most, and of course we have Carrillo as well, but he's uh, he's a bit further down. So, yeah, I guess when you look at these numbers, just the age of the team, I guess it was impossible to expect them to compete for for the yeah. same stuff as they did last season. Absolutely, and and to think some of those performers are. Doing well. I was impressed, and I have been impressed with Vinicius Tobias for a long time now. Um, mm. I think he's really stepped it up, but he's 19. Yeah. Um, and, and you think there's always that one 21, 22, 23-year-old that Castilla have that's been around a while or he's played higher up or something. And he just adds an extra dynamic, especially in those away games. Um, and Ruben went through the statistics last year that, that were crazy for a Real Madrid-Castilla team. Um, were they unbeaten away? Or yeah, they, they were the best. They were at least the best away team in the whole division i think like that's unheard of for Castilla. it's not just amazing or or out of the blue it, it, <laughs> for, for a reserve team to do that is unheard of and now yeah, yeah you just couldn't imagine them doing anything like that you think it would be actually below average now rather than ridiculously above average yeah and i i just think uh, you mentioned the recruitment and the decisions in the summer i just think they knew that there would have, have to be too many signings and too much work to be done and also by signing players from outside, you know, they, these are young players who are mentioning, but all of them, most of them at least, are very good talents. Mm-hmm. By bringing in other ones, you would have to sacrifice their minutes. And from all the players I listed, I mean, Manuel Angel, Vinicius Tobias, Gonzalo Garcia, Nicos pa- Nico Paz, uh, Cesar Palacios, Obrador, Marvel, these are players you want to, to have proper minutes. So yes. I'm not sure if I can really blame the club, but uh, it's just a it's just going to be going to be a developmental season, it seems. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And uh, as I say, there are players that have impressed me. There's some hot takes on players who haven't impressed me that much, but um, there's only so much I think this squad can do and, and it's capable of. And obviously, we haven't even spoken about, and I don't think we should go into it too much. But the scandal um, within the squad as well. I don't know if you two boys have heard the um, the story. Oh yeah. But yeah, that, that's not going to help with the dynamic of anyone, I don't think. Um, and it's obviously going to lose one squad player at least um, who did appear, I won't say any names, but did appear to be starting quite a few games. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's just all a, a weird time. It's just a strange time to be a Castilla player at the moment. Um, and all they can do is try and go out there and perform and try and get first team attention in minutes, I suppose. Yeah, I guess yeah. there was... Uh... There was a report, and uh, you know it's it's gone pretty far. That you know there was, um, you know, Castilla players or not Castilla. Well, firstly, it was Real Madrid. It was framed as Real Madrid players being, <laughs> as it um, would, yeah, Ugh. yeah, just to, to get the most attention. But I guess it was one Castilla player and also someone from two or, three, or, uh, or or the academy. And um, um, yeah, and yeah, he, he hasn't played since, and I don't think. He will play again. I, I, unfortunately, a, a lot of footballers can um, delve into some just kind of improper misconduct and down that route and, and whatnot. So I don't know if he will play again. He was starting, but again, not anything ridiculously special in terms of first team potential or whatnot. But it, it's not going to help. Um, no, but but it's it's also a very uh, yeah risky subject to, to yeah. dive into. As I mean, yeah, I don't know. You know, there's been so many reports and people throwing out names, and yeah, we're not going to do that. But um, but yeah, it's it, it's probably been a distraction for the whole academy for sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But um but yeah, um I guess the positives I would say um, for sure Nico Pass, five goals already and mm. uh, I think he's got a couple of, a couple of assists as well. Um, so yeah, looking good for him. He that was, you know, if we ever were to have a chance of repeating anything close to last season we were have to would have to depend on Pass, and he's fulfilling his duties but um but you weren't that impressed sam you can you can um, answer this as well Ridian. but uh first sam you you watched him what do you think i think it's been uh, the hype has been set so high for nico Pass, like so high as well um so Getting to watch him in person, I thought would be fantastic and a great opportunity. Um, and I saw him and he played what he scored. Um, he played quite well. It's just in terms of, you know, including him in conversations with the likes of Sergio Ribas, Martin Erdegaard, some of the attacking midfield talent that's that's been and gone before him. Um, I didn't I didn't see it. I don't think, and this might be a hot take, I don't think Nico Paz is going to um play for the Real Madrid first team and never say never with anyone. 
worst mm. players have, have gone and done that in the past. It's just with Nico Paz. Um, I didn't even realize about the size of the guy until I yeah. saw him in real life. It, the way he moves <laughs> on the ball. Um, when if, if you go and watch his highlights now, and I encourage people to because they're great for the academy, but you can just see a lot of that um, kind of the dribbling stats and the way that he moves on the ball is is due to his size. And that works mm. when you play against kids that are smaller than you mm. and younger than you and whatnot. But in the men's game, and this was only against another reserve side, but in the men's game, he didn't move so well on the ball. He's, his attacking kind of uh, positioning, I suppose you'd call it, and his finishing, top-notch. The header was unbelievable. He obviously has the complete package in terms of goal scoring. The stats have been good. Um, but I don't, I don't think he will go as far as the Real Madrid first team simply based on his body type and the way he moves and the way he is as a player. And I know that player profiling is everything and analysis is everything uh, at elite level, especially at Real Madrid. So mm. I just, I don't see him, I don't see him progressing like that. I just don't think the club would do it and they might, and they could as well make a lot of money out of him as well because his value would just rise. Very interesting. Very interesting. And a proper hot take for sure when it comes to Castilla. So, <laughs> yeah. Ceridium, what do you have to say to, to Sam's hot take here? Yeah, okay. So, Nico Baz is not the player that I've been most impressed by this season. But he is still one of the top three, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, I mean, I, I'm just saying what you just said about his physicality. I think his physicality actually kind of helps him in that case. Yeah. And his chances for playing for Real Madrid because he is one of the reasons why Arribas didn't play because he wasn't like, you know, he wasn't the tallest, he wasn't strongest and yeah, he wasn't had the, the same conversation, just the opposite end of the, the spectrum, wasn't it? He's too small, he's not the quickest, mm. he's not but in terms of his finishing, that I don't think Castilla have seen a midfielder like Sergio Arribas and he's yeah. gone on to play in La Liga now and scored what five goals already. Yeah. Yep. Like, a ridiculous talent who I think could and should maybe have made the first team this year. Yeah. Um, but exactly the way he moves, especially when he's playing for the first team, because he was so small, it's not like his center of gravity, his balance was great, but his agility wasn't quite there. I think Nico Paz has the same problem, but the problem is his balance and agility isn't quite the highest. I think because of his, his impressive stature, he's massive when you actually look at him. I, I, I don't think he's got a good combination of balance or agility. I guess that's all it is because his ball control is great. His ability is absolutely fine on the ball. His finishing seems to be top notch. He can score with his head. He's very physical because of his size. I just think it's, yeah, it's a matter of balance combined with agility. And I don't see that. Um, working out for him as much as it would for someone like Jude Bellingham. I, I wonder if they're similar sizes, actually, because Jude Bellingham is not small, but he just glides on the ball in a way mm. that Nico Paz at senior football, I don't think he would he would be able to do that very much. But he's only very young. He's got yeah. very, very high potential. Um, it's just when I was looking at, they're in the same midfield, Zidane and Nico Paz. One was clearly able to dictate play, in fact, a lot more than the others, simply based on their size. And that's why one was pushing up forward and getting into the box with those final third mine runs and the other was playing passes and picking out uh, players. I think it's very interesting yeah. uh, you bring this up because um, a lot of people, I, I have a good example of this and it's Marcelo's son, Enzo, isn't he called now? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And he's he's like crushing it at the youth level. I mean, he's yeah. just killing it. Uh, at, at, was it under 15, under 14? But he's so much taller, he's so much stronger, he's so much faster than all of the other kids. And, uh, you know, that doesn't mean, you know, he's already uh, under whatever, um, you know, Spain International, uh, if you can call it that. It doesn't mean that he's going to not be a good player. But as you say, um, this is why it's very difficult to judge uh, players who are playing at you know, with yeah, other very. kids. Mm. As when they go to the elite level with the professionals, then the advantage they once had maybe isn't, uh, you know, maybe they actually now have a disadvantage. So mm. for Nico Paz, it's a good point. But I mean, still five goals, one assist from yeah. six games um, and um, 19 years. He's been around for a while, it feels. So maybe mm. that's why we also have higher expectations from him. But yeah. Um, yeah. knowing Real Madrid, he could be at the Castilla, you know, for at least this season and maybe even another one. So, you know, who knows? Arribas left when he was 21 from um, Castilla. So he has time. But uh, interesting to see. Um, yeah, I, I one thing up... about... Yeah, go I ahead. just wanted to say one thing about Nico Paz. Yeah. 
I've always said it, um, even when I didn't know about him that much. I think Nico Bas is versatile enough to play. I mean, he's not fast enough to play as a winger, but he can play there. And I think if you play him as a false nine, sort of, I think that's going to be his best role, in my opinion. Because from what I've seen, as you said, Sam, he's not the like he's not the quickest on the turn. Mm. He's not really that agile. No, but I think as a false nine, I think that could. I think you're that right. That could yeah. not matter that much because Benzema is not the most agile player ever, is he? I mean, he is very agile, but for like, I'm just saying, it's like the size comparison. If you if you think about yeah. it, it's kind of like that. But and he has a really good eye for like you know looking up and linking up with players and like putting through balls for the, for his fingers. And is this? I think he he can finish the ball as well. Um, I just think he can play as a. Um, as a false nine, if he's needed, I, he doesn't do it. I think so. Apparently, but Benzema and Nico Paz are the exact same height. But I would, I would actually say that Benzema is is very agile. I think that he was very quick on his feet, and in terms of on the turn, like he was ridiculously sharp. But what I would say in defence of Nico Paz is, I don't think he's just a growing kid. He's, I just don't hmm. think he has fully outlined his capabilities in terms of his body and I think that will happen I think he will play at top level La Liga I think he was linked to like Dortmund at one once upon a time so he could play anywhere probably in the world I don't know I just don't think that will happen at Real Madrid I think the competition is too high I think the people that haven't got into the team before him are superior talent superior players um, and the only reason I would say that is literally just down to this kind of awkward way that he moves at this moment in time but as you say he's he's finding his feet he's finding himself um, and if he can do that, there's, there's no reason why he can't use his massive stature alongside improved agility, improved balance to become a top level player. It's just at this moment in time, he just looks when I watched him, <laughs> he just didn't look um, like he had it figured out just yet. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Let's see how it turns out. Good start for him, but uh, you never know. Um, also depends on how much the first team coach likes him. And in his case, it seems like Ancelotti does like him. So, yeah, let's see if um, if he starts getting opportunities for the first team eventually this season. Um, another guy who um, has um, good opportunities this season if he starts performing, um, Vinicius Tobias, with... Um, with his start to the season, should we start uh, thinking that, uh, you know, could he actually have a future at Real Madrid? He almost was uh, chipped out because of uh, his loan expiring. Now Real Madrid have renewed it and um, it's a 10 million uh, option to buy or something like that. Was, yeah. He's had a good start to the season. So what do we think? Is um, it needs to be us a future Real Madrid right back or what do you think? I could see him as a good deputy. Um, I think his issue now is that he has to uh, look like he's a ten million pound player in one se- yeah. in one season, or a ten yeah. million pound asset that could be sold on for more or something. Um, and I think that's I think it's doable, but it is it's a concrete challenge. It's a level that he has to mm-hmm. reach now. Otherwise, the club just won't do it. They're ruthless when they have to be. Um, so yeah, I, I I could see him if he was a Real Madrid player already. I think he would definitely at least get a stint in the first team at some point. It's just whether he meets that criteria of, of being worth 10,000 or 10 million pounds um, to the club. It's kind of quite a fee to live up to, no? 10 million for a it's player. It's more than 10? I think it's more than 10, yeah. It used to be 18, but I, I thought they negotiated it down to 10, but I could be wrong. I'll have a look right now. Um mm. I think they paid a fee, not a big one, but they paid something to to get. Yeah, they always do end. for loans. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he he's not been free now, but yeah, it's literally just about him meeting that criteria. And he has played really in preseason. He was phenomenal for Castilla, yeah. and in the league season, he's been great. He's not continued on that massively amazing level, but he's also been very good. So mm. no bad games because again, last season he kind of phased in and out in a team that was very, very, very good. Yeah. Um, so if he can step up this year, there's no reason why he can't. It's just, yeah, that fee is a, <laughs> out of a challenge to me. Yeah, I think. Yeah, okay, uh, but so, it, yeah did you find um, it? Him? Yeah, it's not 10, it's 15. 15 is... <laughs> yeah, Where tough. Where did you find it's it? Tough challenge. Where did it's you find tough, it? It's really tough. Um, I mean, I think um, the problem with the right-back situation is there are not that many good right-backs available in the market right now. Hmm. Um, Steve, for anyway. that, yeah, for that reason, Madrid might pay the fee, but 
it's it's tough. Obviously, it's tough unless he's just, he just goes on a really good run with like five, six assists and a couple goals, maybe. But hmm. it is tough. Obviously, fifteen million for Castilla players a bit too much. Yeah, I'm not sure if Brentford would pay ten million for for most Castilla players. But you know, again, if they're Brazilian, it seems like they're willing to to pay quite a <laughs> bit uh, more. It's true. So, yeah, I mean, it would be interesting to to go on to Andrik as well. But um, yeah. Um, by the way, Redim, where did you do you find this uh, this price? Uh, Fabrizio Romano tweeted this. Mm. A while ago. Yeah, that's okay. pretty pretty solid. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, all right. I think also another case. Uh, there's been a few cases. Um, should we? What should we start with? I have a couple. So. Eden Militao out injured um, during the while the transfer window was still open, and I discussed this with Matt. Um, should Real Madrid have signed a new one, new centre back? And we kind of concluded that you know, isn't this a good time to use the academy? And uh, you have both Marvel, you have um, Carrillo, and um, you know, what are the chances of all of the centre backs, both Alaba and Rudiger, and that show not being available? <laughs> Um yeah it's 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 happening it's uh, we're getting very close to have to missing all of them because even Rudiger is one yellow card away from suspension but um last game against Osasuna we did have to play with someone who is you know we did have to play without um Nacho and Alba and of course Militao and Ancelotti went with the Chuameni and I think this is a good discussion point for a Castilla podcast. Do we understand this decision? In hindsight, Chuameni did very well. But um, was this an opportunity which should have been given to Marvel or to Cario? This one's tough because I think it's it's a matter of wrong timings for Castilla players. I think, as as we've discussed before, these are not the most experienced players that Castilla have ever had. It is not the best team Castilla have ever had. And there have been some phenomenal centre-back uh, prospects and talents come through in the last few years that would have slotted straight in, by the way. I remember just off the top of my head, Mara Gila would have been perfect. Yeah. Um, Uber now Marine, of course. Yeah, yes, Marine, absolutely. Marine, yeah. And so I, I don't necessarily blame Carlo at this point in time for not trusting Castilla players. I mean, Marvel, he didn't start the game that I went to. Um, I don't know what his stats are. I don't think he started every game. He, he's played a couple at least. Um, but if he's not starting for Castilla, then um, yeah, so he started three out of, no, four out of the five, to be fair. Actually, the Atletico game was the only one he hasn't started. So potentially so. Yeah, potentially Marvel. But again, if Castilla don't find him ready, because he has been out as well for some reason, it says unclear, but he's missed two games on top of that. Um, then he's out of the discussion. And then it's literally just Carrillo. And if and if you don't want to bring Carrillo into the bench, you're going to have to find some replacements in that first team. Carrillo was chosen to be on the bench. Was he on the bench for the Osasuna game? Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, in that case, yeah, yeah. But I don't, I, I don't blame Carlo for finding a replacement for a, a first team player to slot into centre back simply just because of the experience. I think of these players. I would have probably yeah. gone with. I mean, sure, many seemed like a good option. I just didn't want him to play at centre back. I just love him too much <laughs> to see the to see him play at centre back. Yeah, I probably would have gone with. Um, I mean, if I had to pick one of Marvel or Korea, I would have gone with Korea. Mm. I think Korea is more, um, more uh, as a more safe option, more experienced. I think he's just like I don't know. It just comes off like an underrated player that doesn't make that many mistakes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still don't know if he should start for Real Madrid. I don't think he's good enough. But if mm. I mean, if if all of our centre backs like are out for some reason or the other, I mean, Korea would probably start. Well, here's a question: Is there, point? is there any current Castilla player you would trust in a position? If, for instance, there was injuries at right back or a couple of the forwards get injured, then we are done for. Is there any player that you would currently? Oh, tr- mm. this is a good question to ask because uh, I mean, we always complain about uh, players not getting chances, but mm-hmm. mm. this is a skinny Castilla. You got to remember that it's it's. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, he's been on the bench twice in a row now, Carrillo. Which means yeah. there is some form of trust. You think one more injury, he he pretty much has to be on that pitch. So there, there's Don't some form that. of trust. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> <say that. laughs> 
<laughs> don't want to jinx it at all. Um, but yeah, wow, right. I, I, this is a great point. I'm actually looking at the squad list for, for Castilla now. Seen obviously Vinicius Tobias. I don't think I'd have a problem with his current level if he had to slot in at right back for some reason. Um, obviously they'll use Lucas Vasquez before that. After that they'll use Nacho. After that they'll probably use someone else. But if if it had to be Tobias, I think that would be fine. Uh, other than that, would uh, you play Gonzalo Garcia if there's like one attacker left? Um, I would be hesitant to. I won't lie to you. Mm. I would be hesitant to, even though he he looks a pretty good talent and that's the same with um I was impressed with Cesar Palacios as well um but I don't think I would give him a roll of the dice maybe maybe just because of what he's done in the past Alvaro Rodriguez maybe um mm. obviously he can't really keep fit himself all the time um another player who has been uh, kind of disappointing with uh, his numbers one goal this season I think and um yeah I mean looking at the lists it's uh, Vinicius Tobias is pretty oh, much yeah. the one who, who <laughs> you know, he's not just a pretty good talent, but and you know, decent level now, but also given the options at right back, you sometimes wonder. I mean, Carvajal started at a, a very good level back last season, but um, you know, how much worse is Vinicius Tobias compared to Lucas Vasquez, <laughs> for example? So, I, I yeah. guess that's the one, I guess that's the one I would choose, but uh, it's yeah, a great question yeah. to bring up. I think that's right. Yeah. I just don't. I just think this Castilla team is so. In the future, maybe in the next couple of seasons, we'll look back at this one. And again, I really hope they finish as high as possible. But we'll look back at this one, I think, and say that's probably the least experienced Castilla team that we've seen in in a long, long time. Because even if it's the same squad next season, they've got that year of senior experience. They will have improved by then. I, I think this year, yeah, will be looked at, um, or maybe just forgotten, but won't be looked at in kind regard anyway. You know, maybe yeah. it's uh, it's actually um, what can I say? Um, it's actually maybe time to look not uh, upwards but downwards because this is another case I wanted to to bring up that um, we actually have a player in the under 19s who is performing very well, and we thought he was going to be at Castilla, and that's Iker Bravo. He has actually been demoted <laughs> to the under 19s. And um, yeah, he's doing very well for Arboloa. And um, with Alvaro Rodriguez, as we mentioned, not doing very well for um, for Castilla, should we think about giving uh, the striker spot back to Suiko Bravo? He was my dark horse yeah. <laughs> in preseason. <laughs> I did a podcast with him and I, I really wanted him to do well. And um, I actually came face to face with him when I went on this trip because... Um, Again, anyone who's been to Castilla, Ruben will know. Anyone else listening will know. Um, it, it's in-house. It's in Valdebebas. It's pretty much where a lot of the players stay full-time. If not, they live very close and they train there every day. So they just sit in the stands. I mean, Zidane was in the stands. Perez was in the stands. Um, but they were hidden. Whilst the players sit in the stands next to you. And Ica Bravo, the reports were that he was overweight when he came back. And there was a couple of attitude issues as well and behavioural problems. I'm sure that they're true, but he, he's not overweight now. I'll tell you that right now. He does look sharp. He does look ready to go. <laughs> he's played really well for them in the 19s. And I think, yeah, just get him straight back in, not just because I want to be right on the Dark Horse prediction, but because, <laughs> I yeah, was gonna say. <laughs> towards the end of the last year, I've not seen an individual performance as good as he was against the, the Barcelona B team in a good long while. It was better than Terza Zidane against Atletico Madrid, and I, I'm going to be raving about that for a long time. So, the potential is there, and it's not like he's ever massively performed for Castilla. In fact, Iker Bravo outside of those games, so he would have to step up himself. But if he can overcome this, then that that's a, a good bit of adversity that he's managed to bounce past and bounce back from. Um, and it, I think it would make him grow as a player as well. Yeah, I think um, I think Iker Bravo should get another chance just because he was overweight at the beginning of the last season, and he did have some. Um, like discipline issues, but like it's not like he, you know, he doesn't deserve a second chance. I think he, if he's playing really well with uh, with Arbolo, I think he should get a chance with uh, Castilla as well. Um, just give him two or three games, see how he is, and if he's not playing well, you don't have to play him in, in the next game, do you? Just mm. yeah, exactly. The thing is, if if it is about attitude problems and it is about weight and everything, I mean, the best test is to send him one level down because yeah. um 
if he's not ready to respond, he will respond negatively and he will not be doing uh, the job for the under-19s either. But he, <laughs> you know, I've just watched a couple of games, but um, based on what I've read, seems like he's responded really well. And I think he, he, did, um, he definitely yeah. wasn't unhappy. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Literally, just from looking at him for about three minutes, you could tell that he, he was, um, he's very happy with his position at this football club. Um, which means that he looks like he should be in a position to try and, yeah, win his place back at Castilla. He's he's certainly not there sulking about being excluded or whatnot. Um, in fact, he was sat next to um, Alvaro and was just lapping it up. He loved it. He loved it there. He, I think he was really clapping when the... Here's a player that I've never heard of. He came on and he scored the... Um, the I think it was 2-1, actually, not the equaliser. They went 2-1 up against Atletico. And they were both celebrating for him. So there, there's some, some really good team spirit on demonstration there. But I, I, he certainly needs to... He just needs to do something to get back in the favour of Raul, I suppose. That's all it is. Because if yeah. he's far below, he's playing well. All he now needs to do is convince Raul and then he's back in. We're talking about a player who's on loan, by the way, himself. He's not actually a Real Madrid player. People forget that, I think. That's the thing. Yeah, I think if he season. if he were, you know, if he if it was just a one-year loan or whatever, he would have been just gone back, straight back. But since mm. Chandra got him in two years, I guess that's why he's still here. But yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe this is the test he needs as a player, as a person. It's, um, yeah, sometimes you just need that little bit of a struggle to to get back on the right path because he's been so promising as a 17 year old he was hyped as, as one of the biggest talents in yeah. Spanish football and everything so sometimes you just need that little bit of a yeah upwards uh, challenge to to get back mm. um I think we are getting through the most of the biggest talking points I just want to mention one thing I think um when it comes to our struggles, our defense, it's impossible not to talk about our defense. Um, I'm just looking at the different lineups we've had. So many different combinations. Raul mm. Asensio playing sometimes, Edgar Puyol playing sometimes, and then uh, Marvel, sometimes at left back, sometimes center back, and uh, uh, Jacobo, Ramon, Carrillo. I mean, so many different combinations. And uh, you could also question just simply the quality of our defenders. We had one game where we played David Jimenez, Jacobo Ramon, and Raúl Asensio um, in defense. I mean, just youth side, uh, more <laughs> or less. So, yeah, it's uh, you know, I just wanted to mention that I think the defense is a pretty big issue. And um, if there was one position we should have strengthened and sacrificed some minutes from some of the players, I guess it would have been defensively. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, and it, it's actually quite rare that they do sign uh, an older, more experienced centre-back or or they bring someone in that was out on loan or something. But um, I remember Mario Hermoso is probably the, the biggest example I can think of straight off the top of my head. They brought him back at, I think, about the age 21, 22. Um, and that was the, the switch up his career needed. He was a left-back trying to get into the first team. He couldn't. He went out on loan. He came back. Castilla played him centre-back. They made him captain. I think it was the 2018-19 season. He was awesome. He went straight to Espanyol. From Espanyol, he went to Atletico Madrid. And <laughs> not the most popular in Real Madrid territory these days, but probably one of the best centre-backs in Spain, probably, um, on his day still. So, yeah, I, I think that something like that would have been awesome. Again, there's not that kind of player out on loan that, that needs to be dragged back into Castilla at this moment in time, but maybe they should have looked in, into the market or something. Yeah, a centre-back signing was definitely needed. When I said that we didn't sign anyone, that is what I meant. They, if we, at the very least, a centre-back was needed, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Also, just seeing Hendrik do something really nice. I sent that on the chat. In the, uh... Yeah. yeah. Endrick, uh, what what yeah. happened? <laughs> yeah, so Hendrik got the ball on the right. Um, on Yeah, on the right. And then he just like dribbled past a couple of players, ran with the ball. And then just unleashed a 25-yard shot that hit the crossbar. It was powerful, I'm telling you. Oh I'll tell you one, um, one last talking point we should go through. Um, because I actually think it's changed my mind since I've seen this player in person. Um, but I think Kubo could easily get into the Real Madrid first team now. Oh, I don't know. Okay, if that's yeah. I used mm-hmm. to think I used to think he was good enough, but I think what killed him was that he didn't stay at Castilla and he went out to uh, was it Mallorca first? He, he yeah. went to so many loans. He was yeah. Real. The, the he first was one was okay, and he was playing well. But if if you don't 
um, smash it out of the park there, then obviously Real Madrid are not going to give you a space in their squad straight away, if at all. So I thought if he stayed at Castilla and had a better season there, he would have been straight in the first team. And I thought, yeah, the path is quite difficult now. But I watched him obviously live. I watched Sociedad um, Madrid and he was unplayable. He was so good. He's obviously now one player of the month. He scored in quite a few other games. Um, I think he could be a player that you see back at Real Madrid one day. I think he could. Yeah. But but I mean that's not the <clears throat> I'm sorry that's maybe not the question. The question is not whether he's good enough to be back mm. uh, with our first team. It's what kind of role is he good enough to yeah. have? <laughs> now here we go. You could see, and it's happened time and time again. You could see him getting brought back. I think it's like a thirty million buyback they've got, which is reasonably cheap in comparison to what people will probably end up paying for him. Um, He'll get brought back, and you can just see him playing like a bit part role, even though yeah. he's one of the most important players in one of the best teams in Spain, and they have been for for years. But yeah, Martin Odegaard had a really, really similar situation at, at Sociedad, where he was one of the mm. most important players in that team, brought back, and within half a season, that's it. He, he had had enough of not getting those opportunities, and I think Cubo would be the same. It would have to be, a, and he's good enough to start, I think now. By the way, but it would have to be that kind of role, otherwise, yeah, he'd be gone for good, I imagine. I mean, it's also yes. about whether he would get enough trust, and uh, some players need trust to and, and consistency to play every week. This is and um, yeah. you could also compare him to Brahim. How much better is he than Brahim, <laughs> who has played in Champions League, uh, you know, knockout rounds, and you know, um, and he's he's barely playing towards the end of the game. So, what do you mm. think, Ridium? Is uh, is it possible for Cuba to return and to have a significant role? It depends on the formation, I think. Um, if it's a 4-4-2 diamond again, I'm not sure because depending on it's just going to play it a bit too much then. But if if we go back to a 4-3-3 at some point, if he's behind a striker, we mm. go back to a 4-3-3. He's the perfect right winger, I think. Perfect. He is the perfect right winger. I think he will eat that position live. The, the problem with Martin Odegaard was that he was a midfielder. And we already had like the, yeah. the trust on Cruz and Modric was at that time insane, mm. and no one was benching them. So that's why Odegaard left with Kubo. Kubo doesn't have a Cruz and Modric in the right wing position. He doesn't have anyone. Rodrigo is not even starting right now, and he's he's our only like right winger option at, at like who starts. I guess. Um, I mean, Guler could play right wing, but he hasn't played a single minute for us. Ibrahim uh, could play right wing, but um. I just think Kubo is he has a higher ceiling than Brahim. He Yeah. Is I'd say he's currently better, surely. He is yeah, he's better than and not, yeah, not like better ridiculously than... better, but I think he, he currently is he's obviously playing at a higher level. Um confirmed by the accolade of player of the month. But I think he is slightly better than Brahim. And Brahim I've been impressed with coming up, but it has been coming off the bench. As Ruben says, he was starting for Milan last year. He's coming off the bench and we're kind of surprised that he's impressing us. But he he's good, Brahim, and I mm. think people forget that. People forget that about many many players when they come to Real Madrid and they get limited minutes and then they end up unhappy and want to leave and, and people turn on them and whatnot um, and, it, yeah, and you could also say that maybe if you change the roles Takfusa coming on has to sub for Madrid and yeah, exactly. Brahim starting every week for Real Madrid Brahim would look better I think one thing that Kubo does have on his side and this is something that I can't stress enough that Florentino Perez will love is the market ability. Nah. <laughs> when I went yeah. to when I went to watch, and by the way, the Bernabéu itself is a hot take. We'll leave that for another pub. But when I went um for another pod, in fact, when I went to the Bernabéu, there was quite a few Japanese tourists in Kubo uh, Japan yeah. International shirts. You know, there was people who managed to sneak into their home end in the away end. <laughs> I think he is a phenomenon back home. I don't know how big, but I suspect that he's so popular back there. And I, I know a businessman like Florentino Perez is not going to miss a trick there. They used to wheel out. What was the winger called? Do you remember Ruben Lin, Lin Liang Min? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to wheel him out for um, Chinese New Year, <laughs> yeah. and he was recording. He was recording like first team videos with Cristiano Ronaldo. I don't know if you remember that. So, if there's any chance of, of <laughs> trying to penetrate that Asian market, Kubo yeah. is key to that, and Perez knows that as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like when we signed Arda Guler, um, so many Turkish fans. Yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. You know, it, <laughs> like it, I think it was the most liked announcement for a football player. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. 
yeah, it's just marketability is a big thing. Massively. And it's not that Erdegaard yeah. didn't have that. Erdegaard made Real Madrid play a whole friendly game out in Norway one year. when it, And he started and he was about 14 or 15 at the yeah. time. Um, yeah. So Erdegaard had that marketability, but it was mostly that kind of social media frenzy following that wasn't just kind of um, stuck in one country. Norway wasn't the only person following Erdegaard at that time. It was everyone, mm. which is why Real Madrid, I think, went ahead and, and tried so hard to sign him even though potentially Carlo didn't even want him at the time, um, according to... Also, it was just very cheap and, you know... The exactly, yes. No money, yeah. no risk. They've made money on him. They could potentially drag him back one day, probably unlikely, but you never know. With yeah. Kubo, again, it's so... I think he was free. It's so low risk. They'll pay his wages. Mm. Um, but that whole continent of... I don't know if the whole of Asia is supporting him. I'm not going to say that, but the, the kind mm-hmm. of at least the, the Japanese fan base mm. is all over him like a rash. Yeah. We, we shouldn't rule yeah. anything out. And, you know, Henrik, as mentioned, could also be joining next summer. And, you know, yeah, we've got some options, but um, I'm not I'm not sure if he's going to be a Madrid star, but it seems like he's uh, very happy at Real Sociedad. I don't think he should make the same mistake as Odegaard did, uh, if it, if you can call it a mistake. I think also Odegaard had the chance to, to succeed at Real Madrid. But, um, yeah, let's see. Um, do we have any more Big talk I, think, talk I think we've I think we've gotten think through it. most of it. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Then uh finally we, we were back with the Castilla corner and we are now hopefully aiming not to, to have such a big uh, break in between the the next one. But um yeah, thanks for the conversation, guys. Anytime. Yeah, thank you. And um, um, one more thing. Yeah. I just wanted to ask Sam. Um oh. Sam, was Raul wearing shorts that day? <laughs> um, was sorry I'm just going to ask my girlfriend was Raul wearing shorts when he was managing yeah I think he had tracksuit bottoms on didn't he oh I think he had tracky bottoms on but maybe he was why he's dropped no he just, it just it's a thing it's a thing it's difficult because he he sits he doesn't come out for the warm up he, he flies out the tunnel because everyone is there pretty much just for him at the moment <laughs> and and he's kind of hides in the dugout so he's actually to see the bottom half of him is actually really difficult. He's wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> t-shirt. <laughs> um, I'd actually well, have to I mean, I it was so. so hard to see him. Um, yeah, that's fine. This is a stupid question anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you asking do it, that? I do it every single week. I do it every single week. <laughs> Just Ryan. ask Ruben. Ruben's tired of me. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it's a yeah, it's a good way to to end this, I guess. I mean, we could have asked about a lot of stuff, but uh, this was the most important. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they say on Top Gear on that bombshell isn't that what they used to say on that they bombshell did. yeah they did and on that bombshell yeah, yeah. <laughs> alright perfect thanks for the conversation again guys and uh, thanks time. to everyone uh, listening and until next time a la Madrid a la Madrid a la Madrid Sports Social Podcast Network Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.